everyone. Welcome back to the District 3 Podcast, episode 168. This is Irvin, joined by my co-host, Elena Ramirez. Elena, thank you for joining me again today. Yes, I'm glad to be here. I made it through the ice and the snow. Where were you at? Um, I'm over there by the cliffs. And so, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. you were coming out of where you? Yeah. Okay. My apartment okay. complex was really, really bad. I thought you were like at a at a parking, like a public parking place no. or anything like that. No. No, you no. weren't. Like I couldn't get out of my parking lot. Oh man. It's on a hill. <laughs> so well, sliding. luckily this the sleet <laughs> is finally melting because it's been you know it's been keeping me inside my house for the past three days, yeah. and I don't know if y'all get cabin fever or not, but eventually like you just kind of get tired of being inside. Go sledding. Uh, did you do that? I did for the first time, and I almost fell off and hurt myself Ooh. but it was fun <laughs> did you take pictures of it um i don't, wanna, I don't think no, i see I don't you post anything on an ig about about you doing that my my day-to-day yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like to just keep it on the download yeah i post i post <laughs> everything so everything's on there but today i'm excited about the people that we have here in the uh on the podcast there's two folks that i've known from the community but anisa i've actually met most recently um, Berenice Alcala, she's a model co-host of Latinas Corner and marketing coordinator for Interform, and Suzuki Monares, who's a news personality for Univision Arkansas and co-host of Latinas Corner, and also a fitness influencer, I think. She I hasn't mean, officially gotten the title yet. This is your debut. This is your debut. Like, <laughs> you gotta change your bio. Now you gotta change your bio on, on, on Instagram. It's not your TikTok. From, this, think, from oh, this point going forward. TikTok, we'll see. Um, but I'm excited about having both of you here. Suzuki has been on the podcast before, and she's also co-hosted before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is Berenice's first time. Um, so I'm excited to, to learn more about her. Um, one of the, the main issues that we're talking about today is, you know, being in the community, being active while on DACA mm-hmm. and just kind of educating people. I know that for you both, people might not even know that you're both on DACA, you know, and I, and I think it's important um, for people to learn, you know, how that affects your daily life, how that's affected your journey to where you are today. And, uh, and just give people, you know, hope that even with DACA, you can have a positive impact in your community and do things. Um, Bernice, We'll start with you just because we haven't spoken with you before. Yes. Um, where are you from originally? Originally, soy de Jacona, Michoacán, Mexico. Okay. So, yes, ahí de ahí es mi familia. Okay. Ya ahí nací. And you, you moved directly to Arkansas? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Um, I was at the age of one. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved over to the United States with my mom. Uh, my dad was already in the United States, and he said, we need to bring you all over. So, desde que muy chiquita, so um, we came straight to Arkansas, and I have been here ever since. Haven't left, literally. Ooh. People usually <laughs> yes. make a segue to somewhere else. Like, it's usually it's like, you know, from Mexico to California, yeah. yes. and then to Arkansas, but you just came straight here. I came here. straight here since my, my father was already living here. Okay. Um, we also had a tia here that helped us with the whole process, and um, so I, I pretty much lived in northwest Arkansas since I was one, so you could say I was born in Mexico, but I was raised in the U.S. for the majority of my life. And Suzuki, you came here when you were how old? I was uh, seven. So. I moved here when I was at seven and straight, like, igual como Berenice, straight from Mexico to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, pit stop anywhere. Like, we went straight. Because yo soy de Tijuana. So when I we came, yeah. my dad moved to Arkansas first. And then my dad, the same reason, también dijo, pues hay que traernos a toda la familia. Yeah. And so I came. And usually, um, it was like a year plan only to be here only because mm-hmm. my dad helped open it in Hispanic church. That's mm-hmm. why the reason why we came. And then after that, um, nos quedamos. Like, God le dijo adios. I mean, papá, tienes que quedar, and you mm-hmm. have to stay here. And mm-hmm. that's how I ended up living in Arkansas. So I'm, I've am i been from a big city to a small town. 
And the the church that y'all currently want to, is it called Faith Poder? Faith Poder in Jesus, Brindo. yes. It's, it's close to where the big uh, chicken used to be, right? Yeah, and next to Game Robinson. Exchange. Okay. Everyone knows where Game Exchange is, so it's like yes. right next to it. If you're like from Arkansas, like That's from Springdale, like you know, like Game Exchange, yeah. el pollo estaba antes, el pollo, el pavo, no me acuerdo qué era, right there. Yeah. Do, do y'all have your, your food truck there? Right. Yes, my parents have a food truck there, yes. And okay. it's not for now, but they're super delicious. It's like uh, traditional Tijuanense food. So that's what it is. What's it's it tacos called? de pescado. Se llama La Fonda. Okay. La Fonda. And it's like traditional TJ style food. So it's like different than um, most Mexican food that we see here. Because mm. a lot of people from here is usually from the south of Mexico. Gotcha. And la comida del norte es muy diferente a la del sur, so. If you if you guys ever want like tacos, that's where it is. What are the what are the hours? Do you know the hours? Um yeah, the nueve de nueve de la mañana a tres de la tarde. Okay. Uh -huh. So it's just like a lunch time. Gotcha. Having a business takes a long time. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Specifically, you know, especially since like your parents are really busy with like the church mm -hmm. aspect of stuff. Um so I, I know that your your parents' church gets involved a lot in the community and mm -hmm. stuff. One of the uh, I know for 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 sure, like Latino wise probably one of the most involved mm -hmm. but just in general very involved i know that they've hosted i believe like like backpack giveaways there at the church uh -huh. and other stuff um why do you think that's important to them you know to give back in that way i feel like uh like every i feel like every other church como todas las iglesias um we're here to serve the community you know we're here to really help our neighbor like the bible says like ayudar al prójimo and i feel like it's something that everyone should do not only churches but everyone yeah. um, i'm those persons who believe like I still believe in those words que te enseñan when you're little. Like, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. And I feel like if you treat um, people with the same respect, that's the respect that you'll get back. So giving people, I feel like, cuando le das a alguien, Dios te bendice de regreso, mm -hmm. sin importar. If you do it with open heart, obviously. Mm -hmm. If you do it de corazón, Dios te bendice. A lo mejor de otra manera, pero tienes una bendición de regreso. And that's how I feel like everyone should you live like mm. give others and you receive y recibes mejor a veces like son cosas pequeñas que tú das pero tú ves como Dios te da las cosas aún mejor definitely definitely mm -hmm. and you know good energy just in general mm -hmm. I, I deeply believe in that and the fact that like whatever you put out to the world whether it being yeah. bad or whether it being good um, comes back you know mm -hmm. to hit you but then if you look at it from a faith aspect as well you know that's yeah. also important to love your neighbor and actually follow you know what the good parts of the Bible say in regards to like loving people and stuff. Um, have you, have you, have you been able to try the food yet in La Fonda? Nope. nope. No, you, you have to, to go. To stop by. I've, I've seen you promote it on social media, but I need, yes. to, I need to try to stop by. If you like aguacate, like that's where you mm. go. Aguacate? Okay. Yeah, like in Tijuana, like that's <laughs> how you <laughs> eat your tacos. Like yeah. in, in TJ, if they, if you go to like una taqueria in Tijuana, yeah. si no tiene aguacate, El oro verde, how they say, they say it. No, no son taco de Tijuana. Like, no that. es taco yeah. de Tijuana. <laughs> porque, like, literally, like, I will show you guys a picture of my friend that recently went to Tijuana. He sent me a picture. Yeah. And el taco literalmente era más aguacate, aguacate que de. nada. Because yeah. that's how it is in Tijuana. Like, if there's no avocado, that's not a real taco. Like, that is fake news. Como right. dicen. <laughs> I used to not like avocado at all. Really? I was tacos de avocado all the time. Oh, just, really? just, yeah. just, just avocado. They're, they're <laughs> delicious. Like, pero no es aguacate así como un aguacate entero, sino es yeah. un guacamole especial. No. Okay. It tastes different than how they make it here. Yeah. Like, they have like their own secret ingredients, según mi mamá. 
según mi mamá, que no me lo ha dicho todavía, pero espero que un día me lo tengo que saber cocinar igual como mi mamá, that's what I told her. Cooking can be, like I, I can cook some stuff, uh -huh. but it's tough, man. Once, once you leave your parents' house and like, and like you don't, you're not, you're not getting their food anymore, like on a daily, yeah. you know, like their their frijoles and all these different things that they that they do that are their specialties, and you try to do it yourself, it just doesn't come out as good, yeah. you know, like. It tastes better when someone cooks it for you. El sazón. 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 Y dice, échale un poquito de esto. Y dije, mami, pero aquí es un poquito para ti. Yeah. And she's like, así. Ah, and she's like, just do it. And Tantale. I'm like, mom, that's not, that's not un poquito. I'm like, that's like a little bit more than un poquito. Yeah. And I was, and my dad in the background, he was just laughing. And when you look up, like, the, like the instructions online mm -hmm. to do certain foods, like, they never match what your parents, because your parents, mm -hmm. like, know the exact amount mm -hmm. to put in there. Based on just their instinct. That's what my mom said. She's like, cuando ya tienes práctica, ya lo más lo haces. Yeah. Like, I gotta say I have that instinct. You do? Yeah. yeah. I know what a poquito is. I struggle with it. Especialmente con el arroz. Like, that's one yeah. thing que nunca arroz me ha salido bien. Arroz is hard. Nunca me ha salido arroz bien. Arroz is hard. Siempre me sale, like, something's off, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I uh, talked to my mom the other day, and I was like, hey, can you teach me how you make your, your uh, arroz con, con caldo de pollo? Because mm -hmm. she makes it so good. And like I feel like if I try it, it's not just not gonna hit the same, you know. Um, but Berenice, I want to talk to you about you know uh, modeling. Yes. Um, what it what made you want to get involved with with that, and um, how have you done that? Like how have you been able to express you know like modeling in general here in 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 Arkansas? Yeah, so I think for me, it all began back in 2018. That's when I started doing it more seriously um, because I noticed that the demographic was changing when it comes to modeling. Um, I think typically we think of somebody who's really tall and yeah. blonde and blue eyes and just like this very stereotypical model. Um, and so I remember at the time that um, I started posting photography just for fun and I started getting a following and I started getting a feedback from people saying, I love doing this and um, I want to get into doing this and I I saw that it was getting a reaction. Um, and so um, I started to contact more photographers around the area because I realized we have a lot of Hispanic, Latin talent when it comes to the media industry and yeah. photographers. Um, and so we would do things called TFP shoots where it's trade for print. So we wouldn't charge each other for our services, but we would share our portfolios. Mm. Um, but really, it really became a thing of confidence for me, um, just because I wanted to feel more represented. I wanted to yeah. also get out of my shell because mm -hmm. I think like as Latinas, you know, this is a topic that we, we talk about a lot. Um, our self-image in, in the industry when you put yourself out there can be very, it can be very stringent. It can be very harsh. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really just wanted to do something that would make And, and help me be more confident. Gotcha. Um, and so slowly but surely, um, I started being very consistent. I started shooting with more and more people. Um, I love fashion and I love dressing up. That's always been a thing You'll for me. You'll never see what Anissa <laughs> like with flats. Like I think no. I'm surprised she's like wearing boots, but she's always on heel. Like I know her for like for since the, right after high school we met and I've never yeah. seen her in flats. Literally. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Still dresses up. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, I wish know. I was like her. <laughs> and so like that was I was like, I need to I need to put this out there. Like I want to share this more. Um and so eventually I started getting um 
you know, contacted and and next thing I knew, um, I was doing shoots that were getting paid. I was working in, with different commercial people. Um, and then, of course, with Interform, who um, I think started at the same time that I started mm -hmm. modeling and they were just starting out. Which, um, you know, it's crazy how the world works because I would do runway shows with them and I would do um, editorial shoots with them. And I always said I would love to work with them. And so now it's like I get to be in the organization mm -hmm. from a yeah. different perspective. Um, but really, that is how I started. And um, I remember my parents would tell me, like, Mika, um, you need to be careful with what you're posting because, you know, there's like predators out there. Mm -hmm. um, there's like a whole social media um, yeah. etiquette thing that goes on. And yeah, definitely like uh, with very... Um, I have very conservative parents in a mm -hmm. way that they didn't want me to be posting, you know, like Les Tia's always talking yeah. about things too. And, and, but I, I said, you know what, I want to break this, this mold mm -hmm. and I want to, I want to do something that I actually am passionate about and show like, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have the tallest stature. You don't have to have the perfect everything to be a model. You literally mm -hmm. just, you know, put, get that confidence, put mm -hmm. yourself out there and like, you know, try, try yeah. it out. And so that's really what opened up the door. To, to modeling for me and you're yeah. at a interform the office is located there on, on emma it's a yes. good spot huh it's a really good spot we got the mexican we got the bars right next we have everything we literally yeah. go across mm -hmm. the street to eat just like all the a line of restaurants to choose from it's amazing yeah i got lost going there because i did the podcast interview last yeah. week and i i ended up in the other uh, I think it's Interform too. There were like designers there. We have three you know, offices, so yes. I showed yeah. up there and they were looking at me like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm looking for Rochelle. That happened to yes. me once too. Oh, I did too. But yeah. did you guys stay at? The first time I, I went after like a long time, I, I was like, oh, I know where it is. And then I knock and they're like, uh, you mean the other building? I was like, Oh, okay. it's like how many buildings yeah, do y'all have? Like, <laughs> kind of felt like Harry Potter. Like I had to like uh, do some spell or something for like the door to open from the, from the door <laughs> to get into the right place. It is. It is. We have. We have like. I. I feel like we're taking over. No. <laughs> yeah. Which is really good. Um. But we're growing a lot, and so we have three. Um. One that is our sewing studio. One that is for like our admin, and then one that is for our learning classes. Because yeah. like we we have expanded so much in the past few years that we one office is mm -hmm. not enough anymore. Um, and we're working to expand even more, but definitely, um, downtown Emma, I think is the hub, especially for nonprofits. I think, yeah. um, a lot of people are getting light and they have so much infrastructure. I think the city has invested so much on Emma now that it is like, have y'all seen the, the diagram of how they're going to renovate? Mm -hmm. It looks beautiful. Like it's so beautiful. So I love, I love working there. And I, I literally live 10 minutes away from there. So it's so convenient. I just like. I'll be there really fast. Like, you literally got everything at the post office, yeah. post market. Yeah, yeah, everything is close. And then, like, if you go to 71, like, there's yeah. more even more restaurants yeah. to eat. Yeah. That's yeah. my goal. Eventually, I want to have, like, a podcast studio on Emma. On Emma. I, think I mean, yes. especially, like, if you grew up in Springdale. Like, yeah. I think we, we all grew up. Do you, Elena, do you grow up Rogers. in Springdale? Rogers. Oh, mm -hmm. even in us, like, we grew up in Springdale. Like, seeing it grow. Yes. It's just really nice. Like, I was like, I, this is not the Emma I remember when I was really? back in... 2006 when i first moved here yeah. so it was, it's really nice it's really nice i love it and uh so latinas corner uh mm -hmm. can y'all talk about that what it is you know for people that haven't heard about it and how people can support or show up to y'all's yeah, events well, latinas corner is something que viene de inner form mm -hmm. thanks to berenice for inviting me over as para ayudar a la mujer to empower mm -hmm. us to also help each other out like yes. she was saying break those bowl like those molds that we have usually like usually like latinas or just women in general they're like we don't help each other según pero hay gente que está dispuesta a ayudarte hay gente que está dispuesta a 
abrirte camino, open those pathways and be like, hey, I did this, you can do it too, and I'll give you the resources to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why I joined. Thanks to Berenice, because she was like, hey, I can ayudar a las demás, because we met each other when we were 18, yeah. and we were like talking about it. We were like, oh my God, like we've done so many things at a young age, and we should teach other women how to do the same thing. Las cosas, los errores que nosotras tuvimos, mm -hmm. y hacerle que las personas no lo tengan que pasar, y puedan lograr esa, esa meta que ellos quieran, so... That's why I joined, because I was like, it's a great idea to help women out, especialmente a los minorities, a las mujeres que a lo mejor no tenemos esos recursos ahí, pero they're there, we just have to look for them, and we're doing the job. We're helping we're you, like, yeah. um, reach those goals that you have. Yeah, and, and, and uh, we also have our compañera, mm -hmm. Liz Velasco, que she's with the radio. Shout out, Liz. Shout out to Liz. We love Liz. Yeah. Um, también quiero mm -hmm. apoyar Suzuki, of course, um, because tenemos algo que se llama Black Girls Talk as well with Interform, um, which started before Latinas mm -hmm. Corner, and that we were sitting there, I remember, um, talking about it, and I said, or like Robin looked at me and said, why don't we do something for Latinas? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, let's start Latinas Corner. <laughs> and then like ever since then, I, I reached out to Suzuki right mm -hmm. away because we pretty much grew up together. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we kind of got to see each other develop during college. And, you Did y'all go to Sabrina High School? No. no. I went to Harbor. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. The enemy. I went to Harbor. <laughs> I went to Harbor, but we met through a scholarship. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um innovation yeah. scholarship mm -hmm. that we that they do every every year. That's how we met. We both mm -hmm. applied mm -hmm. and we were able to get it. That's like I think that's like something talking about like DACA, that's mm -hmm. actually something that mm -hmm. really helps us out. Those mm -hmm. scholarships who are like usually like nonprofits and stuff yes. like that. Porque as DACA recipients, we're not allowed to have a lot of um yep. scholarships. Yep. So going to school is really, really expensive. And uh, being able to uh, to get this scholarship, uh, I was like, oh, my first year, I didn't have to pay at all. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to pay for school at all thanks to that scholarship. So that kind of helped me like boost up a little bit because I was like, oh, like con, ese, con ese dinero puedo ir a la escuela y no, no sentir ese golpe tan fuerte mm -hmm. de que tengo que invertir más dinero. All I had to buy was like my books, I mm -hmm. think, that first year in That's how I met Berenice through that scholarship. Mm. We were like, we were both there, but we didn't know we had that guy each other. Like, no sabíamos no. apenas, creo que yeah. we barely found out. I, I think like a year later, honestly, yeah. um, when we actually started working on projects together, mm -hmm. working, I was working for the Hispanic Women's Organization at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and Suzuki would help cover mm -hmm. our events. And then when we started talking, um, we realized, hey, We both have that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I didn't know you had that. Because you're like, know. same. And that's something that we always talk about is I think that is something that we, for some reason, don't. I don't know if it's because we just don't want to talk about it or if it's an insecurity yeah. or it's just something that's not brought up. But um, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, yeah. you know, when we started college, we still had to pay out of state tuition. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was not legalized. Even in, in community state. colleges, mm -hmm. like so, you still had to pay out of state tuition. So we And were, it's a yeah. lot of money. So it's triple money. the tuition of what yes. a U.S. Yes. citizen has to pay for yes. those that don't know that are listening. Um, now with the legislation that... Uh, former representative Megan Godfrey mm -hmm. passed uh, a few years back. Uh, now people that have DACA can apply for in-state tuition. Which helped uh, a lot. It yeah. made a huge difference for me. That, yeah. so that made it possible to transfer mm -hmm. to the U of A. Isn't that crazy that like, so Megan won by like 30 something votes, mm -hmm. right? And it, I know sometimes people like don't care about politics or don't want to get involved and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But those 37 people literally changed the lives of thousands yeah. of of folks you know that yes. are on DACA here in Arkansas and it's it's crazy how you know 
you know, we need to motivate people to. The power of voting yeah. yes. is amazing. Most Especially the, locally. Locally. Like, yeah. local as, a, as like, I always tell people when I work in, I work in the field, your news and stuff, and I'm like, it's always important to vote locally. I'm like, that's mm. where the change really happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the president and all of those big, like, elections, they do help, but everything that happens, literally what's going to happen up there, it mm-hmm. has to be done first in the state. So I was like, si tú tienes el derecho de votar, Go do it, especially locally, because that's where really change happens. Like you see how Megan did it. Yeah. It's okay, possible que nosotros pudiéramos pagar in state tuition, which is something that I'm forever grateful because I was like, see, no, I would not be able to go to U of A and work. I will have to yeah. get another job to be able to pay for school. It'll take us a lot longer, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, um, Daka, let's let's talk about you know y'all's journey. Um, y'all came to this country at a very young age. And uh, when did y'all discover that you didn't have, you know, what this country views as legal status? Mm-hmm. When did you, when did you, when did it really hit you? Because I know that sometimes, it's, you know, when you're a kid, maybe your parents talk about it a little bit. But when, when do you get to that point where you're like, damn, like life's about to get hard for me because I'm going to have to, or I'm going to have to work like three mm-hmm. times as harder, you know? I think for me it was high school. Same. Because growing up, like I knew I didn't have like a legal status, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really a big deal because... Mm-hmm. You're in, middle, you're in elementary school. Yeah. I mean, no tienes muchas preocupaciones when you're a younger kid. But once you start high school, it's like, okay, people are getting their driver's license. Mm-hmm. People are starting to get jobs. I want to get a job. Um, people are starting to apply for school. And they ask all those questions. What's your status? And I'm like, oh, like, what do I put? But luckily, I got DACA when I was 15. Yeah. So once I got, I turned 15, yo, I took my driver's license test. So I was like, <laughs> oh, you get my license. And that's the first yeah. thing I did. Yes. And then after that, I just started like building up right after high school. Like, okay, my parents never let me work in high school. My mm-hmm. dad was like, no, no tienes que trabajar porque I want you to stay focused in school. Mm-hmm. So in high school, I didn't work and I told my dad, well, I wish I had that life when I was in college. See, I didn't have to work. <laughs> but I mean, you have to pay for school. If you mm-hmm. want that degree, you have to. Like, it comes out of your pocket. Even if you're, even if it's in school tuition, mm-hmm. still you have to. I don't have a lot of scholarships, so I still have to pagar de, de mi pocket. So I feel like high school was like the time where I was like, okay, Things are going to get serious, and I need to have some stuff of legal status in order mm-hmm. for me to work. Hacerlo bien, pues, obviously. There's a lot of immigrants that don't have that opportunity. But if you have that opportunity to have that guy, stuff like that, well, take it. If you have mm-hmm. a way, because te abren muchas puertas. Like, yes. No te abren así que digas, oh, my God, a lot. But at least you feel safer in a way that, okay, mm-hmm. I'm able to work in this field. I'm able to drive safely. I'm able to travel even in mm-hmm. avión and stuff. So those, I think that's what happens to me. Definitely. Literally the same for yeah. me. It was in, in, in high school. My senior year specifically, cuando ya they said, okay, Benavisa, what do you want to do with your life? And I always wanted to go to college, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember que en cuanto cumplí los 15, creo que fue cuando aprobaron DACA. Mm-hmm. Literally that year. So I think we were literally at the beginning phases. Like as yeah, soon we, as you could qualify the minimum age. We were, we were I think I did uh-huh. two years without having DACA mm-hmm. because I remember it opened like when I was probably like, 12, 13, that's when the first people, like, actually, yeah. like you said, I, I remember I think you did the podcast or something that you shared, like, ya pasaron los 10 mm-hmm. años. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm, I'm like eight years, yeah. I think. This is my eight years. So it was like two years after that I was able to get that. So guy. we were like right in right. the initial. Yeah. And, and the same, I I wanted to um, drive right away, mm-hmm. and mi papá no me quería enseñar because I. I guess he's like, you're, you're too little too. And I'm yeah. like, Dad, I don't want to ride the bus anymore. Like, really? si no tengo que ir. Because my dad doesn't want to do that. 
cry. <laughs> I would cry. I was like, Dad, I wouldn't ride the bus anymore. Like, why would I ride the bus if I could drive? And like, yeah. tanto y tanto. He's like, okay, fine. A ver si es cierto. And so I did it. I got my license when I was um, 15 because I literally didn't yeah, even same. wait the six months to take my that my permit and three months later i took my driver's test had my license and then like the years passed mis papas did encourage me to work <laughs> because yeah. they're like we we need you to like you know start start getting mm -hmm. that responsibility and so i worked throughout high school um and i i put myself on a lot because i think because i knew i was undocumented i was like for me to get into a good college i have to be three times better mm -hmm. than yeah. the regular student because my chances of getting in through a scholarship are slim and so I feel like I have to work three times harder, 10 times harder than somebody who does have documents just because I know that I have to stand out in order for me to get into a good school. And so like that was the mentality that I had to go and, and live my mm -hmm. life through during high school because I knew like I don't have the same opportunities as somebody who is born here financially. So that means mm -hmm. I have to like step it up 10 times more. Um, and so my senior and I was in IB. Um, and so like everybody in IB was um, headed toward Ivy League schools. And I remember so many of my friends were going out of state, um, even out of the country to go to college. And then um, they would ask me, what are your plans? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm figuring it out. Like I never had a solid answer because I knew deep down. Um, and that's that's when it started sinking in that I was like, if I'm going to make this happen, I have to figure it out. And it started to feel kind of like the world was closing in mm -hmm. on me because at the time I wanted to go to law school. Um, and of course, we know we can't practice law in the state of Arkansas if you're undocumented. You would yeah. have to move out of state in order to practice that career. Uh, and I, I realized that. And I was so mefere for as long as I could until I realized um, what I want is not going to be able to happen. And I'm going to have to rewire. I didn't even apply to the U of A because I, I had this one college of mine. Um, I went to go see it. It was in Tulsa. It was the most, it was one of the best law schools programs mm -hmm. and everything. Y me acuerdo que fui con mis papás y me acompañaron y llegó el momento donde me, y me habían aceptado. Mm -hmm. I had like a really good opportunity. And given if, if I had, you know, the status, I could have gotten a full ride. Thanks. But um, when I got there, I went into the office and they're like, okay, well, what do you think? Do you want to sign? And then, um, you know, I had to be very transparent with the counselor and I told her, listen, like, this is my situation. And um, unfortunately, she told me, you know, this is not going to be able to happen because, you know, um, you need to have documentation to uh, to be able to qualify for this full ride. And then my world just like shut mm -hmm. down. I remember my mom even cried there in that moment because like she just felt like my dreams were shattered i didn't have a plan after that mm -hmm. because i didn't even apply to the u of a because i was so confident that i was going to be able to do this um and so i ended up applying to inwag because i i said you know what like Está bien. Por, por algo hacen las cosas, Dios, didn't out work NWAC. out you know no. shout yes. out to inwag yeah. that was my saving grace because <laughs> oh i God. said you know what pues de una forma se va a ser. you know an education is an education and mm -hmm. the school is just a title it does not yeah. matter. Honestly, no. at the end of the day, it does not matter because as long as you have good quality education, that you Especially don't Especially nowadays. You no, know, yeah. exactly. It doesn't so, matter what, where school you yeah. went to. Like, mm -hmm. It's like at the end of the day, you get your degree, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, um, eso pasó y pues gracias a Dios, I was able to um, rewire and I changed my major because, mm -hmm. I, you know, law school was not going to be a possibility, but doesn't mean it can in the future. Yeah. Um, and now gracias a Dios, pues ya nos vamos a graduar. Suzuki yeah. and I actually yeah. the same year this May. Oh, really? oh, um, cool. So I'm getting my official degree in marketing. And gracias a Dios, pues se pudo, pero pues it took a whole rewire. And, and yeah, definitely, I think I, I felt it. And I, I still feel it a little bit sometimes when I see my friends like 
traveling. Yeah, I think that's what um, hits the most, yeah, the traveling because, part. Yeah, because like, you can't yeah, travel. I'm a traveler. Yeah, My whole same. family, I've traveled like the whole U.S., literally. I've been mm. everywhere. Mm. And then I'm like, I want to go out like in a, a different country to explore yeah. a different lifestyle. Yeah. I think traveling for me is like what hits the most. Like being able to go out and out of the country. Because mm. I've, yeah. I've gone everywhere. Like literally, if you ever go out, I mean, I, I delete a lot of my pictures. But yo viajo mucho, <laughs> mucho, mucho. Like my parents are like road people. If we could go like anywhere, my parents would be like, Vámonos, y mi papá se avienta las 27 horas, no le importa, like we gone every state. So, because my dad is like, si no puedes salir, pues por lo menos conoce el, el país donde vives. And my yeah. papá's really like that. Like, we gone to the Great Canyon, we gone Isn't that everywhere. crazy how like Latino dads be driving like for 20 something hours and time? Yes. like, bro, get some sleep, bro. Literalmente, mi papá like one time, I'm not kidding, one time we went from Florida to Arkansas and just to like, for a wedding and then like from Arkansas straight to California. What? Like we did oh Florida to California. Jesus. I was like probably like 16 when this like this happened. Wow. And I don't know como mi papá se aventó más de 30 horas manejando. Yeah. Like I was like, oh. y cuando me enseñó a manejar, te toca manejar. So yeah, I yeah, love traveling. Okay. Yeah, me toca. Mm -hmm. I love to drive now. Like I do. That's good. <laughs> You're driving. I'm driving. Yeah, I love to drive. Me gusta manejar. Long distance. Look, in Arkansas, not no more. Not in Northwest. <laughs> Traffic sucks now. It does. There's a lot of people are moving over here. Yes. And it's like, antes era como 10 minutos llegar a mi casa, and I was like 25. There's like no one here. Yeah. I'm going to be like those racist people, be like, oh, back to where you came from. Se van a Literally, antes, like, it was like, in the morning, I don't go to work that early, so like, in the morning, todavía son 10 minutos, pero ya de regreso a mi casa, because you go to the countryside there's nothing there. there's nothing yeah <laughs> i have a friend that lives in glenwood and it's like 40 minutes away from hot springs and it's like a little glenwood glenwood arkansas mm. and it's literally un pueblito there's no mm. lights it's stop signs <laughs> oh, and like it's probably like unas por, por lo mucho like 600 people no. and when i go visit her I, I was, I'm so sorry, Priscilla. I fall asleep. <laughs> I take naps. Like, I take naps because yeah. I'm like, there's nothing to do. Like, they took me to a coffee shop. They're mm. like, let's go get coffee. And I was like, wait, you guys have a coffee shop? Really? Damn. They took me to an Italian restaurant to get coffee. <laughs> 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 there's only like four restaurants. We're going to have like one listener from Glenwood. We're going to be like, what is <laughs> I love the, right. I love the country. Like, I love the country aspect. Just, yeah. I don't, I'm like, I don't it's think I could live here. Yeah. Like, I was like, if I suffered, my mom suffered moving from Tijuana to Arkansas in 2006. Now I'm like, I don't think I could live in un pueblito tan pequeño. <laughs> like, you can't go back. Mm -mm. I'm like, I like Arkansas now. Like, I like my Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. I feel like this the is the heart. Yeah. This is the heart of Arkansas, Northwest. I love it. We get the best of both because it's like, we are city-ish, but then we are more rural because we mm. have more land. We have more nature. So mm -hmm. it's like the best of both worlds. I love Arkansas. Like, yeah. I love it. I went back to California in 2008, 2019, 2018, mm -hmm. where I used to live. And no disrespect to anybody that, that listens to me from over there, because I know some people do. Uh, but I was like, man, I'm so glad my dad made that decision for us to yeah. leave. Mm -hmm. Because things stayed the same. My school still, my elementary school still looked the same. Mm -hmm. The roads were fixed a little bit, but just everything stayed the same. And, I was, and over here, like, yeah, there's some people like politicians and stuff that are hateful and like mm -hmm. and people that are that some people that are racist. There's racist everywhere. But you see the progress on the roads, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. the businesses, you know, and, and, and uh, the people. The people are very, you know, that southern uh, hospitality slash, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the way people are like opening doors I and they're nice that. to you. That's why I love Arkansas, because I mean, yeah. I'm from like that side of like I also have like technically I'm like Tijuana is like 
maybe like 10, 20 minutes away from San Diego. Mm -hmm. So we had that same like life. And when I moved, but since I grew up here in Arkansas, I'm like, nothing beats Arkansas. Like, yeah, yeah. I love my Californian people. My whole family, my familia vive in San Diego, in Tijuana. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, yeah, it's nice to visit. But I'm like, to live, I like, I like my Arkansas. I like the warmth that the South gives. Like, it's just something else. And I feel like it's any time that you, even when you go to like a cool place, like we mm -hmm. went to Florida and I had fun there, went to Disney World and everything. And I came back and I was glad I was back in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, cause it's like, it's your home. It's your home. Yeah. And it's a great state. Like yeah. I tell people, Arkansas is such a big state. Like it's probably a small state when you see it on the map. But it has a lot of great opportunities because, like, mm -hmm. the biggest companies are here. Yeah. I'm like, if without Arkansas, I was like, without Arkansas, maybe it's not right. But this is what I think. Without Arkansas, <laughs> the U.S. does not function as much. Because I'm like, there's Walmart here. Y'all have Walmart, here. Tyson, Georgie's. Georgie's. Like, yeah. we have great big companies that pretty much run the U.S. So I'm and like, who are they ran by? Us. Brown people. Yeah. If it wasn't for us, Facts. brown people. And like, I want, time I posted a status on Facebook. And it went, like, a bunch of people shared it. I was like. Without without uh without the Martinez's, the Barrosos, the Araujos, all these like <laughs> folks, you know, from from Springdale, like Springdale wouldn't function. Yeah. You know, and they they they're in Tyson. They're, they're the in, ones doing the work. Yeah, they're and they're showing yeah. or they're showing up now like in, in other, you know, professional jobs as well, which is great. Um, but um I wanted to ask you, so you're in Univision, Arkansas, mm -hmm. Suzuki. Um, have you had any any uh like issues getting to where you are today uh because of your legal status? I feel like thanks to DACA, I was able to get this position that I have as an anchor and a reporter because obviously you can't work in the field if you don't have a legal status. Yeah. So, um, and my boss, he is like, I, I'm forever grateful for my boss, Greg Fess. He is a great human being. Mm -hmm. He's someone that he sees the opportunity that you have. He gives you that opportunity. Like if you show him your vision, mm -hmm. Esa es una persona que no te dice, like, no, he'll be, te va a apoyar en tu visión. Like, to this day, if I have something to tell him, he'll be like, we'll work for it. We'll, we'll figure it out to make it work. Like, he's such a great person. Like, I, I told him, I always pray for you, Greg, because he's just opened so much opportunities for me. I was 17 when I, when I met him. And you know what I told him? I was like, Greg, I always wanted to work at Univision. You're the boss. Can I go? And he's <laughs> like, what do you know? And thankfully, I took, shout out to Harbor High School Media. Back then, there was um Travis. It was just the Sherman. Sherman. Oh. He was. He's a great teacher. Like uh, he taught me everything that I learned. I knew how to edit thanks to him. Um, talking on the mic. Were stuff. you part of their news over there? I wasn't part of the news, but I took the first year. I took um the basics, fundamentals of television. Yeah. So he taught you how to edit. He was just really strict teacher, like really strict. Mm -hmm. But he was so good. Like if if back if you go back. To 2017 where he started like he was teaching a lot of his students were working in kwa five news yeah. um with univision it was myself uh people probably know gerardo soto yeah. estras we all started working right after high school straight to univision because he was really professional the way he taught us how to do mm -hmm. stuff so i told greg greg i know how to do this i know i was a la zeta uh, when i was younger uh, i was like i no tengo miedo well, I hablar en público aha uh -huh. so yeah. i was like I've done this, this, this. And I was only 17, 18. And he was like, okay, show up. Then like, in, ese fue en mayo. In julio, I was already an intern in July. He was like, show up, um, learn. Y aprendí. And I showed him that I really wanted this job. I was like, este es mi sueño. Yo desde que, I was telling Berenice, when I was 10 years old, um, I told my parents, I want to 
become a news reporter. I want to okay. be a, an anchor. And my parents were like, pues trabaja, mija. Like, pues, échale ganas. Si tú quieres, tú lo puedes hacer. And that's when I started La Zeta. That's when I started doing all those, like, Did hobbies. I imagine this, or did you also do cosmetology? I also did cosmetology. Okay. Like, I told you, like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Todo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm those people, like, if I see an opportunity, I'll take it. Like, porque mi mamá me dijo, por lo mismo del, del DACA, porque yo nunca pensé que iba a tener el trabajo de Univision a los 18 años. Uh, me dijo, take the opportunity to become a cosmetologist. Mm -hmm. You could pay for school while working at a salon. Because in a salon, se gana bien si le echas ganas. And, but it's also really consuming. Like, I worked at a salon. And I, I'm, I'm, I tell people, like, si tú trabajas en un salón, Dios te bendiga mucho y te, like, y te dé muchas fuerzas porque es un trabajo muy cansado estar parada todo el día los sábados. It was like being there from like 9 a.m. to like 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. sin comer a veces porque llegaba mucha gente. You're just, it's a, and then you're standing up. Yo la primera semana que trabajé en un salón, a llegué a la casa con los pies arriba. Like, and for the first time, I felt what my mom tells me. Estoy cansada. Like, <laughs> me quería ir a la Walmart. <laughs> me dijo, ¿qué decir acá? No. So, I got my degree and I got my license as a cosmetologist because I thought I wasn't going to get the Univision job. I did it during high school and they had that program. I don't think they have that program no more. But it's like when high schoolers way would like, the government paid for you oh. to go to school for cosmetology. All you had to do is be determined. Like, Which really school show did you them. go to? I went to Academy of Hair Design in Springdale. Okay. You've probably seen it here in Robinson. Is that where, mm -hmm. is that where like, back in the day you could go get your hair cut? You could still like, go. Yeah. It's like only, like, $7. Now back it's, like, $7. Day, it would be $3. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> and look, sometimes, like, 75% of the, of the time, they would cut your hair good, right? Yeah. So there was that 25% where, like, you had a chance they, they might F you up. <laughs> you had to take a risk. You had to take a risk. Yeah, but I got my license, and I started working at, at a salon. Mm -hmm. And then I got the job at Univision, and I was doing both. I was at Univision in a salon. Trabajaba en un salon y trabajaba en, en Univision. And that's how I, got, I like, saved up money to go to school. Mm -hmm. Because in, in, my, in my idea, I never thought I was going to get the job at Univision. Who's going to get a Univision job at 18? Like, mm -hmm. seriously, who's going to be a reporter at 18? When I started working, people would be like, estás muy chiquita, no? And I was like, yeah, I was only 18 doing, like, reporting, editing. To this day, I still edit my stuff, and... And I was like, okay. And my mom was like, I'll be a cosmetologist so you can save money. And that's what I did. Mm. And I, do, you, do you cut your hair today still? No, I haven't cut hair like in three years. Oh, really? I haven't had practice. you lost it? Do you think you lost it? My the... mom says que lo que bien se pierde. <laughs> 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 the other day, you know how it was been snowing? Yeah. My dad comes up to me like on Wednesday. He's like, ¿Te traes a cortarme el cabello? ¿Te traes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a whole that's degree. That's what my dad told me. And then I was like. Mm. I'm lying, nah. There's only one way to find out. That's what my dad said, but I was like, I don't like this hair sticking. Like, it's, especially when you're not working at a salon, and you're in the house, and you're in the house, and you're in the The hair beginning in your throat, too. Yeah, in your fingers. Like, you have to, like, actually pull them out with a tweezer sometimes, especially guys' hair. Yeah. And now you're with a like, the facial, like, hair, because of the hair coming out. It's, it's, a, it's a hard job. Like, I, I, I bless the people that work in that field. I'm like, you guys are angels. like angels. Like, you, <laughs> I don't know how you guys could do it. So how do you how do you all feel? Um, I know that, you know, y'all both were very adamant to want to talk about, you know, your your DACA story. Mm -hmm. um, people might not know that you have DACA, you know, based on your social social mm -hmm. media. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's OK, because, you know, there's a lot of factors in that. Sometimes people don't feel comfortable talking about it. Sometimes people are concerned, not only for their safety, for their parents' safety, their family's mm -hmm. safety. Um, why do you think it's important 
to talk about these, um, you know, these struggles that you all go through, um, you know, based on like the platform that you have right now. Like, why, why do you all feel it's, it's important for you to be vocal now today? Well, go first. Yeah, yeah, of course. So for me, um, the number one thing I think is that people need to see figures that they can relate to, mm-hmm. um, people that you can connect with. Um, I, I think at the time would have loved to have mentors and people that I know like, hey, um, they had DACA. Um, they were able to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. I want to know how I can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, be, being able to share your story helps other people not only relate to you, but also find ways to for themselves mm-hmm. to follow their dreams and to know that if you want to go to school, you want to have a professional career, you want to do anything, you can absolutely do it. You just need to find the right people, the right resources, and have the right mindset in order to accomplish that. Um, I think that DACA is something that definitely needs to be more talked about especially mm-hmm. with like not to get into politics but i think it needs to get be brought politics, up right <laughs> because i think like you know whenever here we, we had this that, <laughs> because i feel like we we had we voted a specific president because we had the hopes that something was going to happen with mm-hmm. daca and i think like the dream act needs to be up there again mm-hmm. i think that needs to be a priority so mm-hmm. i mean because it's hard like you have to renew this every two years you have to pay a fee every single time you have to get a new license it's a process and i yeah. think well, like the license part i can't like the picture yeah i got like eight years with the same, with the same That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I look <laughs> at the bright side i'm like you're like, like you know what like Chloe Kardashian. Have you seen that clip where she shows up with like her ring light? Oh my god, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, she shows up like but Michael, next, Michael. But <laughs> next year. <laughs> oh yeah, this year for me too. Vamos juntos. But no, I agree right? with but like, said, it's, yeah. it's just like I think that people need to need to realize like this is something that we we have to we have to make a priority again and and we need to pe- let people know like like first of all yes inspire motivate but also like we need to do something about it legally because mm-hmm. you know we can't just keep doing this forever yeah. um and it's also like we don't know like our future is not certain yeah like even though we have all of these opportunities even though we have all of these amazing things happening for us it's not guaranteed because the next day it could be gone mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not something that is concrete and it's brought so many blessings but at the same time it's not something that is permanent mm-hmm. it's such a temporary thing and i think like it's time for 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 like people up there to to say hey like we need to do something about it yeah. um because i think dreamers aportan so much mm-hmm. into this country that I think it is well-deserved, and I think it's time. Okay, yeah. What about you, Suzuki? Well, I agree with Renisha with what she said. And for me, the reason why I'm open about it, it's because when I was graduating high school, I have a friend. His name is Raul. He works right now. He was in Boston. And he has that guy, and he was able to get, a, like, he was able to get scholarships. He was he worked hard to where he is now. He has his doctorate, I believe. I'm not sure. And he's is a... It, is it mm-hmm. Nihera, I met him when he was 16. My dad and him used to work together at the same when he moved from Mexico. And I know him since I was a little girl. And he was able to do so much things that I was like, you know what? Like, he's such an inspiration. Like, he inspired me. And to this day, I still have contact with him. He helps me out every time. And I tell him, hey, like, you really inspire me to, like, to work for my dreams. 
And I was like, I want to inspire other girls and otras personas que también tengan la misma situación que uno, tengan DACA y se sientan como que, okay, I have DACA, but what else can I do? You know, like, like she said, something needs to be done. Porque como mencionaste, no hay, nada está seguro. Every time I go to my lawyer, he's like, y Suzuki, ¿cómo vamos? Y I was like, pues igual, I'm like, renovando como cada año. <laughs> like, he already knows me. He's like, always makes fun of me. He's like, ya, ya conseguiste ese novio. I'm like, nah, le dije. Oh, no. That's something that, that, I, that have DACA. Like, they're always like, cásate ya yeah. y arregla. Yeah. Pues like, no. Yeah. Like, no es así la cosa. Like, la cosa es que haga algo para mm -hmm. nosotros. No solamente estar esperando algo así, you know? Yeah. Porque a veces, como en nuestro caso, we're going to school, we work, we do so much stuff. Like, in my case, I don't have time to, like, be, like, aquí haciendo otras cosas. Ya tengo your mom's recipe. You know? Yeah. I can't I make can't, rice. I was like, yeah. no puedo hacer rosa. Yeah. Quieren que me casen. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, mentira. Pero es como te digo, like, a veces la gente piensa eso, like, ah, pues arreglo a través de esto. Y no hay nada malo si alguien te quiere, lo va a hacer. But in our situation, we're like, we're, we're still single. We're, we don't want to feel like it's the only option. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to feel like that's the only option. Because there's more options for you out there. Like, que, que nos arreglen, que hagan algo. Porque, I mean, it's been like 10 years already. And según que the plan for DreamMag was like 10 years, have yeah. DACA and become a citizen. But that never happened. Like, mm -hmm. estamos igual eh, trabajando y, y echándole ganas. Y como mencionaste, we have to work as hard. Mm -hmm. Porque pagar DACA es expensive, like, es caro, especialmente mm -hmm. si va, va, tienes cosas que mantener una familia, que there's people that are married and have DACA, mm -hmm. and both of the parents have DACA, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't know how they could do it, que tienen que pagar los dos y luego mantener mm -hmm. su casa, su familia. There's, there's other factors that go behind it. Just because we have a legal status in a certain way, there's also barriers behind mm -hmm. it yeah. that needs to be established mm -hmm. and that needs to be worked on. Like, okay, hay DACA. Hay gente que está llegando a diferentes países, están arreglando, and there's nothing wrong with that, pero I'm like, también nosotros estamos aquí, like, yeah. como ella, ella llegó a un año, llegó a los, a los siete años. We don't really know, like, I grew up with no family, like, I know Brenice también, you don't have family here, right, Brenice? Oh, uh, well, I have a very small family. Yeah, well, yeah. in mi caso, it's just my parents and I, like, mm. it's just us. So okay. I'm like, I and I don't really have connection with my family mm. from Mexico and stuff. Like, I know them, because yo vivía allá y tengo así como que, ah, es mi tía y es mi tío, pero nunca hubo una relación mm -hmm. así de tío y tía con mm -hmm. ellos. So I was like, if I go to like, Mexico, I was like, I don't have nothing yeah. that brings me back. Like, it's not so much going to visit my family, which I mean, it would be nice, pero es más como superarme más en Estados Unidos, because this is my home. This is where I, I, mm -hmm. I grew up in. Have you all, have you all uh, thought about applying for advanced parole? Mm -hmm. yes. I did. I did apply for advanced parole. Did you go to Mexico? No, I got denied. Oh, really? It's really hard. Why? Why did you get denied? Babe? I got denied because they said I didn't have a lot of uh, requisitos. They needed uh, more stuff. Okay. But the only reason why you can get advanced pro is through family member mm -hmm. being ill yeah. or work. Mm -hmm. I went through the work way because I don't have, gracias a Dios, no tengo ningún familiar enfermo. Yeah. So I was like, no, no puedo ir por ese. But I tried to go through work. I, my boss was helping me. But they were like, immigration was like, no, like you need more proof and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I could lie about being like, uno puede mentir y decir muchas yeah. cosas and you'll get it right away. But I'm like, but in the future, eso te puede, hay consecuencias. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? God no quiere que vaya. And, and for no the voy. FBI listening, we don't want to do that because it's not morally correct. <laughs> we're not encouraging that. <laughs> no, I, I'm yeah. seriously not encouraging it. Porque yeah. como mencionamos al principio, lo que uno, lo que uno da es mm -hmm. lo que uno recibe. Entonces, a veces, 
we get in a way, pero en el futuro llega mm -hmm. algo. Y como, y como mencionó, me dice, like, Dios tiene un propósito. Si yo no pude ir esta vez porque no tenía lo suficiente para inmigración, I mean, I, I, I believe God wants something better, you know? Hay otro plan. Yeah. Hay, hay otro plan mejor y hay que esperar y, y tener fe de que todo pase. Y, How y do y'all keep a positive attitude? Because yeah. you're both very positive people. And I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like out of, out of the pool of folks that are in your situation, you know, there might be folks that are not as positive as you. And I just noticed that like, you know, we have two positive people here talking about this, <laughs> about this topic today. It's like, yeah, we can't travel, but it's okay. <laughs> it's like, it's it's fine. <laughs> I feel like it's tiene mucho que ver con yeah. quien te rodeas. Mm -hmm. Con quien te rodeas. Yeah. Like my family, it's a very, my parents are very welcoming family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't call me Suki, they call me Uni, Uni my, my middle name. So Uni, it's mm -hmm. bien. Like, a, a veces las cosas son así mm -hmm. y uno tiene que aceptarlas porque... Cuando uno te enojas, yo siempre tengo eso. Cuando uno, lo que pasó, pasó. Y si lo agarras, nomás vas a vivir en el pasado. Mm -hmm. Vas a vivir like, I could have done this, I could have done that. Mejor, take action and do what you're supposed yeah. to do. Porque si te quedas en el pasado, nomás vas a estar sufriendo y vas a estar como que, ay, no puedo hacer nada. You're gonna be the, like, te vas a hacer la víctima. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Y hacerte la víctima en un tiempo está bien, pero tarde que temprano la gente va a decir, pues, she's always there, like, no, ya no te va a people, yeah. people ya no te va a querer ayudar porque va a decir, eso siempre se está haciendo la víctima. Yeah. Es mejor que veas lo positivo y decir, ok, no puedo hacer eso, pero Dios tiene algo mejor. La que tiene de whatever you believe in, en Dios, en el universo, lo que tú seas, hay algo, hay algo, cosas pasan por algo y vas a aceptar yeah. a Dios. Uh -huh. Yeah, honestly, to that, yo, yo también creo que es aprender a vivir en el momento sí. en vez del futuro, porque yo antes era de las personas sí, que también. decía, mamá, es que esto, y es que el otro, y me dice, mija, si mañana ni sabes si vas a estar o no, sí, why are you so worried about it? No, 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 y eso es lo que tienes que apreciar. And so when you think of life that way, you're like, you know what? You're right because you don't even know what's going to happen in 10 minutes. So why are you so stressed about what's going to happen mm -hmm. next year, in 10 years, whatever? You know, déjaselo a Dios. Mm -hmm. Tú haz lo que puedes hacer en este momento. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that actually inspire you yeah. and also reflect who you want to be in the future. Because I think that is so important is surround yeah. yourself with people that actually help you grow. Um, influence mm -hmm. you in a good way and so I, as con Suzuki I feel like I, I have been like we, yeah. we're like we need to stick together because we like, like yeah we talked on the phone for like an hour yeah. it's like, like 11pm <laughs> yeah. you're like talking on we the phone we didn't even feel the phone we didn't yeah. even feel it like it's like an hour of straight talking yeah. pero lo que lo que mencionaste es muy yeah. cierto no, no hay un futuro no hay mm -hmm. nada garantizado mm -hmm. something this is something that I live by if my dad always like my dad siempre cuando me llevaba a la escuela me decía este versículo Salmos 34 7 Dice, encomienda a Jehová tus planes y él considerará las peticiones de tu corazón. So, mm -hmm. like, whatever you have, just leave it unto him yeah. and he'll take care of the rest. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's something that I really, I live by. Yeah. I'm like, if you really, like, okay, like, okay, I don't know what I did, God, pero si aquí Acéptalo. está, aquí, acéptalo. <laughs> y pues, you just delete us in it and be like, whatever, like, you take control because at the end of the day, yeah. mm -hmm. we don't, as humans, we don't have mm -hmm. any power to change anything. Mm -hmm. Pero hay uh, algo, uh, I mean, there's people that probably don't believe in God, pero there's someone uh, are algo something higher, are than, higher you. than you yeah. that will make everything fall into place and y'all kind of touched on it a little bit but for the young people right now that are listening that are on daca mm -hmm. or that haven't qualified because they can't a lot of people mm -hmm. you know the like people that never applied first timers they can't apply yeah. anymore for the meantime uh any words of advice besides what you've already said that you give them uh of hope you know um mm -hmm. so that they can you know 
be as successful and, and prosperous as, as both of you. Absolutely. Mira, like, yo, yo lo que digo es de que uh, lo mejor nosotros, ha, we have been talking a lot about school and education, mm -hmm. pero decirles que esa no es la única opción, porque yo sé que la escuela es sumamente caro hasta para nosotros que sí tuvimos la oportunidad de tener DACA, mm -hmm. para los que lo tienen o no lo tienen, I would say, you know what, take advantage of the resources that you actually have. Mm -hmm. We have the internet, we have social media, we have YouTube, which is like an online academy for me. You can mm -hmm. learn absolutely anything. It's like, whatever, like, ask yourself what it is that you love what are you actually passionate about what makes you happy and turn that into something that makes you a future mm -hmm. um, and find ways to get there like you don't have to put all of your eggs in one basket as I like to say Como Suzuki lo dijo, you know I did all of this because I wasn't sure if this was going to mm -hmm. work out yeah. and Dios dijo, you're going to be here and, yeah. and you know it happened for you but you know you keep working and finding things that actually make you happy um, and don't like don't compare yourself to other people's journeys because you're on your own journey on your own timeline you don't have to finish school in four years you don't have to do this you don't have to do that because somebody else is doing it you are in your own unique journey and you need mm -hmm. to embrace that and like mm -hmm. live in that I, know. I, yeah. I agree lo que dijiste. <laughs> exactamente lo que iba a decir exactly yeah. what I was going to say like I, I tell the kids from church um, I was like hey it doesn't matter you don't have to go to school yeah. just look for something that you're passionate about and make money out of it yeah. porque a veces a lo mejor tú puedes hacer no sé you learn how to make flowers y mm -hmm. make them pretty hey ese es un trabajo que mucha gente yeah. no puede hacer tú toma ventaja de eso y hazlo mm -hmm. haz lo que te apasiona y sin preocuparte lo que vendrá mañana porque mientras más te enfocas en lo que va a venir mañana menos estás viviendo el momento y menos estás viviendo lo que puedes realizar en este en este día so I agree with Berenice and something that I, uh, you said earlier like why also porque me, no nos da pena hablar mm -hmm. it's because there's some like if like you said YouTube and I was like hey there's a YouTuber that had DACA that I was like this kid yeah. talked about it I was like why wouldn't yeah. we talk about it there's yeah. people there que uh, maybe they're inspiring others mm -hmm. without even knowing and just go which, for it. which YouTuber are you talking about? Which one I was talking about? I, I don't watch YouTube in mucho tiempo, but I remember que estaba este uh, Dobrik. Yeah, David Dobrik. David from Dobrik. Daca. Back then, when he was like back in 2016, 2020, like 2016, 2017 at the office where I work, um, the guys loved him back then and they will watch his videos all the time and i will mm. watch them and then i one time i'm like he said que tenía DACA, DACA? and i was like yeah, when well, he went to puerto rico that. i didn't even he went to mm -hmm. puerto rico he's like that's the only place i could go, go out of the yeah. out of the state yeah it's puerto rico yeah, so he went and when he went he when he went he said that he's like i have DACA, and i was like wait david dobrik has that like DACA? i was mm. super shocked because yo, yo pensé que he was a usa citizen yeah, he's like from some European yeah. European country. Yeah, he's from, from over a, there. I forgot what. There's also the, the Latina girl. I forgot her name. She's really popular. Who's also on DACA. I was thinking of Daisy Marquez. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, yeah, I don't know who she is. She's like, like I told you, I haven't watched YouTube yeah. since him in 2016. <laughs> like I told you, I'm not really into social media. Like, nunca estoy. I only mm. have social media because of work. I, I watch <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm being so honest. Like, my mom me dice, mija, sube más en Facebook, sube más acá. And I'm like, es que no me llama la atención. Like, mm. well, for the for the folks that uh, are still applying for DACA and are expired and their DACA expires soon, we still have a few scholarships left. Mm -hmm. um, you can send an email to arkansasdacahelp at gmail.com. It's arkansasdacahelp at gmail.com. And just tell us about your situation. We're still giving out scholarships. We have like three or four left, I believe. 
uh, for folks. Um, we had several people apply, and then, then a lot of them didn't reply back whenever I reached out. I was like, it's free money. Yeah. Yeah, I replied back, and I was like, hey, like, are you still interested in the scholarship? Our, our team reached out, and some people didn't reply back. So, um well, well you didn't reply by reply back now. <laughs> I, <laughs> sure. yeah. I put on social media. I was like, "Hey, you should take advantage of that." It's four hundred. Was it four ninety five? Yeah, that's, that's a. And then that's not even like including the lawyer fee. Like, yeah. imagine. And we're also. Yeah. I think we're gonna do a a DACA clinic, a small DACA mm. clinic this month with attorneys uh, that do pro bono work, but they don't charge anything. Mm -hmm. So you literally get the check. I mean, the money order for for four ninety five yeah. for free, mm -hmm. and then you get the lawyer help for free too. So you don't pay anything. Maybe you pay a stamp or for an envelope or something, you know? Like so please, if you're listening, capitalize on this opportunity and send us an email. Uh, I saw you got tickets to RBD, by the way. We got tickets. Oh, oh you both got tickets? <laughs> <laughs> that was a smooth transition, right? That was so smooth. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like, yeah. Are y'all sitting next to each other? We yeah. were uh, pretty much. We got it. We were right next to the stage in the front. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, so you, we're all floor tickets. We're driving. Yeah. Are you guys getting dressed up? Oh yes, yeah. Maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. I don't know. I was like, maybe see. I'm like for for me, sure, absolutely. Yeah, I know what it is. It was we're definitely change. Like dress up, yo. I don't know. <laughs> I'm those persons who goes out and then when I stay in the camino, I'm like, I might wear this, I might wear that. And then when I'm over here, like there at the moment, I'm like, I'm tanta flojera. Yeah. Like I'm those so I people. Felt today. Like, I was just walking with my sweatpants. Right. Okay. <laughs> My mom se enoja porque dice, Suki, like, los fines de semana, if you see me, estoy bien desarreglada. Like, ando en sweatpants and, like, ropa casual. And my mom is like, mija, cámbiate. <laughs> porque, like, hay gente que te ve en la tele. And I'm here, like, Damn. pero es que todos los días me cambio, mano. Ya no me quiero, ya no quiero estar con maquillaje. Ya no quiero estar con ropa, like, fancy. I just want to be <laughs> literally... Yeah, and my mom's like, mija, I'm like, I'm like, well, you're just like, I'm 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 like, i and then he's like, oh, ¿cómo estás? And I'm like, bien, yo te veo en las noticias. And I'm like, ah, muchas gracias. Like, and I'm like, gracias, es que estaba peinada. ¿sí, no? like, imagínate, like, me ha pasado que voy a lugares y no estoy arreglada. Vas a tener que salir y me con da la más casa. Pena. Sí, la, yeah, así para que disimular. Pero, like, I don't, like, I don't feel it, you know, like. Yeah. For me, it's like, it's Arkansas. Like, hey, I'm just me. Like, no You're es... a local celebrity. Yeah. Sometimes I see you when I'm getting my haircut. You <laughs> show up on the good. TV in front of me when really? I'm getting my haircut at the Salon de Belleza que voy. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I see you and Andrea, and I'm like, I know them. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's cool. what I'm like. That's what I'm saying. Cause like, I know so much, like, so many people that have so much influence. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't feel like a celebrity. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Like, a local yeah. celebrity, como dicen. I'm just like, I'm just me. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm just Suzuki, like, who goes to the gym and goes to church and reads. That's, that's like, that's, that's like, that's just me. I'm like, yo me la paso, like, if you see me, yeah. I'm probably, like, at the gym or reading a book or at yeah. church. Those are, like, the three places you will see me, like, literally. And to, to end the, pos the episode on a positive note, uh, what's your favorite RBD song? Do, 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 do you have one too, Elena? Wait, did you? Did you, know, you watch? I, yeah, just yeah, but just the theme song. And I used to have the CD whenever I was a little girl when I first moved out here. Oh yes. Oh, 
but I can't. Think. I'm scrolling through the songs I, I think, trying to figure I think out it's the name of my depends. favorite one. Like Say, depends on the uh, mood. It's because it does really depend on the mood. Like como te que están nevando, lo único que viene sálvame, you know. No, pero cuando yo vivía en México me gustaba la de cinco minutos. Era la que yo cantaba cuando vivía en México. O sea, que seven year old girl singing that song. I was like, ¿a quién se la cantaba? No sé. Pero I feel like, like este corazón hits. Este corazón hits. I was going to say that one. That was my favorite one right now. Yeah, At this the moment, es esa. La de este corazón. Este corazón. Yeah. That's Verse like two? my favorite yeah. one right now. Where does that one go? You uh, sing, Suzuki. Yes, Come on. Ah, uh, no. No. <laughs> 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 it's just too early. No. I haven't had coffee. Uh, I got to go with uh, Que Hay Detrás. Okay. That, I was, I was going to oh, say that. That's a good one, Damien. I, like I think they're one. all good. It just depends on the mood. Yeah. Are you depends. going? To oh the my concert? god! I'm not. This I'm is a, bringing I, back too many memories. I watch the novela <laughs> every day, and I was okay. a fan. But I'm just not at the level that you are at. You know? Uh, yeah, I okay. wasn't a really big. fan. I'm doing it for little Suki. That's what I say. <laughs> for <laughs> little Suki. For little Suki, the girl who watched it when she was little. Yeah, like, I think it's gonna be great. I mean, they have yeah. a. They have a bunch of hits, and I think it's going to be very nostalgic, too. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. That's, like, that's yeah. the only reason why I'm, Sounds like, going. It. I'm, like, yeah, just for little nice. Suki to fulfill her dream. Yeah, I'd be doing that nowadays. Like, I'll be I'll, I'll be going to, like, thrift stores or stores. If you're be, wrestling, yeah, I was, like, what te digo? Like, I'll be buying, like, lo wrestling figures and different por, things. Por lo que yeah. tú no, a lo mejor no hacer con esta chiquita. Yeah. Like, a few months ago, I bought, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and I was, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm just going to buy them because I can. And, like, yeah. things I couldn't yeah. afford when I was a kid. You know, yeah. uh, but like what about my you, little Elena? brother? Did you manage to, to the, find one? Life? Yeah, I would say I would have to say Salvame. 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 Yeah. That, that one just yeah. hits. We sang that one at yeah. up. Were you at the party by then? Whenever mm. we uh, at mm. Jessica's party, whenever we sang Salvame, like no. everybody sang it together. You, know, you <laughs> missed it. I think I came right it. after that. I got there too late. Yeah, because you guys were talking we about like it. Redo, redo. We're like a redo, a redo. But Suzuki and Berenice, thank you all. Gracias por estar aquí, por uh, hablar yeah. sobre tu historia. Que ojalá impacta a la gente positivamente, a la gente que, que tiene DACA y mm -hmm. especialmente a las mujeres de, de color, you know, que, que a lo mejor no califican todavía para DACA o, o sí califican y, y todavía están. Hay mucha gente que tiene depresión y, y, mm -hmm. y diferentes cosas que les afectan personalmente y escuchar a alguien como ustedes con una mente positiva y, y escuchar todo lo que ustedes han tenido que pasar para poder llegar a donde están ustedes ahorita, Um, creo que va a ayudar a mucha gente cuando esté escuchando este episodio. Entonces, muchas gracias por su tiempo, uh, por estar aquí. Elena, thank you for co-hosting again. Uh, mm -hmm. I really appreciate you being here. And, and where can people find you on social media if they want to reach out? Sí, yo estoy en todas las redes sociales. <laughs> Como Berenice Alcalá Oficial. Tengo TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. El YouTube todavía está en Works, um, pero oh, ahí yeah. me pueden. Sí, <laughs> ahí estoy. Ahí sí. yo estoy como Suzuki Monares, um, Suzuki con Z y y Y o y Latina y ya y larga no sé uh, en en español eh, al final. Because my mom is her, I'm a junior, so yeah, Suzuki <laughs> with an I that, yeah. and I'm with the Y just to keep it different. Okie dokie. Well, yeah. thank you everybody for listening. That was episode 168 of the District 3 podcast. My name is Edwin signing off. <laughs>